Thank you for being here. And today, the Masha Talk, we have to guest, House of Hottie. Woo! Hello. Yes. <laughs> and, my, and my host is Liam. Yay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're starting somewhere. So please introduce yourself. And let us, you know, um, let us know what would you like to be called and your pronouns. All right, I'll start us off. My name is Todd Hottie, and my pronouns are he, they. And thank you for having me. Yay! <laughs> my name is Cotton the Egg Hottie, and he, they are my pronouns. And I'm super happy to be here. Woohoo! Yay! Nice to meet you. Nice to meet everyone. Um, again, thank you for being here today. And I would like to ask, you know, you two, where are you both from and how did you meet? I guess I'll start with this one. Uh, I'm from Reno, Nevada. And um, we actually met because of the drag community in Reno, even though Todd isn't is from Reno? Is it from Reno? I don't know, Todd. <laughs> no, born and raised out of Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, and then I moved to San Francisco in 2007. And I've been in the city ever since. Uh, and so I would travel back home to uh, drop into some shows. I started um, doing drag in Reno, Nevada in uh, 2006 through 2009. And so I went back and forth there for a while. And, and so I'm used to going over there to perform. And so during one of those performances um, in 2021 is when I met Cotton. In a, in a performance. At this place called Splash. Um, that was one of the only queer bars in Reno. And uh, so yeah, it was mm. a very, we met because of drag and just became best buds since then. Wait, hold on. Instantly hit it off. Like Splash, like the one in San Jose, right? Like like wow yeah that's crazy it's and crazy too like that you guys met like you know like it's just i mean you were from same state but you didn't really like met each other like growing up you know i mean nevada is a big place but it's crazy how like oh you know todd you're like all the way here in san francisco and then somehow you met Con. So it's like, oh my god, <laughs> it meant to be. And then now it's flipped, you know. Now you, you brought me to San Francisco, so. and, and it's it's quite quick kismet when you put it like that because it it really is the synchronization of worlds when you truly meet someone that you click like with me and Cotton. Cotton is my brother, and so to think about how we've developed um, the depth of our relationship as friends and brothers, finding a house, a drag house. Um, in that journey, you know, it's interesting because what you mentioning growing up, our parents were friends and we weren't. And so when I became no friends way. with Cotton, our parents were like, wait, how do you know Cotton? You know, I know their, their parents. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> and so um, it was, once again, that full circle and uh, really closing the loop with uh, the meant to be in the meeting. 
Yeah. The stars are aligned. Confirmations that we're supposed to be doing what we're doing, you know, like with our parents meeting, with just other people that we know, different interests. You know, we're like discovering things about each other. I'm like, oh my God, I've had that interest since I was little too. How cool. Like, so it's been really awesome. (laughs) I'm just going to pause because Cotton's in full face. I'm going to start putting on a face too so you can see the dry chalices while we're talking. Yes, yes, yes. yes. How, so, so you, um, Cotton, you already like have a, you know, full transformations on right now. How long did it take you? Um, it kind of depends on what the event is for and like what, um, you know, what show I'm doing. This probably took me about 20 minutes, but there's sometimes oh where my I'll God. spend two hours. Yeah, like so, maybe a competition wow. or something. Right. Wow. Yeah. But 20 minutes, that show. is... <laughs> but I want to do a lot of looks or something, you know. Um, but there's been times where you have to go do a show and... I've been getting ready in the back of a lift before, like having all my makeup out on my feet, laughing, just putting it on because I only had the time going from one, you know, getting off from work to going to a gig. So yeah. it depends on, on what's going on. <laughs> a busy life, right? We're going to go, go. So a back of Uber, that's what we'll do, that's what we'll do. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I think we did, what was it, four shows in a 24-hour period. And so oh. in those moments, wow. you're like, that's a lot. I kind of feel like you're uh, Superman in the telephone booth. You know, you like kind of go in and do these quick changes, come out. Yeah. Then you're like, oh shoot, I got to get something to eat. And you're in full face. And you're like, well, I just, I got to go out and drag and do the rest of the stuff too. The, the best is when you forget you're in face and you start interacting with people. But you're like, why are they staring at me? <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm in a... <laughs> full face. Yeah, full, full and also you know the costumes that we're, we wear too. That uh, this is pretty low key. Um, low key. Let's sing glam. I think Todd likes to be called the uh, the bling king. Bling king. <laughs> I love bling. <laughs> also, costume as well. Um. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned i'm just now getting into that part like stoning stuff and mm-hmm. and creating my own i'm not very skilled in like the sewing world um, yeah. i'll go and put together Yet. my own outfits yes, exactly. yes, <laughs> i think i am working on slowly um you. we go to the thrift stores and grab different things and zhuzh it up oh so do you just make it from scratch or do you just like you know make it from on top of it like the creation so what essentially we try to upcycle a lot so we'll look mm-hmm. for you know unique kind of type one-of-a-kind finds and then if we need to we'll transform those um we'll stone uh we do cotton and i are not as good as sewing yet but we're interested yes. in taking heavy <laughs> classes but we have friends that can help us with that and we do hand sewing and things like that mm-hmm. um irons are great we use a lot of um glue like uh fabric glue that's permanent, like has permanent fixation. So there's a couple of different glues out there depending on what materials you're working with. Um, mm-hmm. Whether you're starting shoes or you're starting pants, there's some different types of glues. Um, in addition to that, 
we really sometimes we'll start on a you build things over time so you'll have like a costume that you have set and you're like yeah that's amazing but then you'll be out and you'll see something else and you're like wow that would be so perfect to build upon that and so sometimes you'll have a costume and it transforms so you'll start in one number and you'll do that same number four times but by the last time you're doing that number your costume is built into something incredible because of Mm. what you've been able to gather over time yeah so sometimes it comes in phases the costumes you're inspired sometimes the costumes depend on the act or the number that you're doing oh okay yeah so okay do you guys have like this a vision board like you and um todd go to and like oh this month we're gonna go be in this look this is the aesthetic for the show and this and that do you guys go through like a vision board or do you just go with a flow there is a consideration for all of our performances i think one of the biggest considerations is our target audience it's really looking Mm -hmm. at what's your age demographic and who are you performing to and what is your venue Mm -hmm. and so you're looking at things like will there be an area to change can i change in between my numbers Mm-hmm. You know, you know, do I have, um, am I performing in front of kids? That's, a, you know, we will tend to do G-rated numbers, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're looking at musical lyrics and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really important that we select uh, family-friendly type um, gigs for those type of environments. And then to that, anytime you engage in a song, the song has to resonate with you first and foremost. Um, yes. And for me, my process is really listening to the lyrics how I'm interpreted him and what those lyrics mean to me and how I can translate it to the world. And so Mm. it's really going in myself as a character and what version of Todd am I going to pull out that resonates with this song? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes those journeys don't come easy. Sometimes you play around with ideas for weeks while you're preparing a song. You're like, I really am looking for something like this. For example, when I was doing a number of Vici, I didn't know I was lost. I knew I wanted to portray a character that was lost, but what could be lost? What do you lose? You lose your car mm-hmm. keys. Could I be a set of keys? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know I was lost. And then I was like, well, what are we always looking for? And then I got it. Aha. Where is Waldo? Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? Oh, <laughs> we're always looking for Waldo. So, yes. you know, here he is. So when I perform that number as Waldo and he's saying, I didn't know I was lost. Nobody knows. Waldo doesn't know people are looking for him. You know, my personal journey was like, everyone wants to know where Waldo is, but who is Waldo? Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. is he doing? You know, like, yes. do we even know Waldo's pronouns, right? It's like, there's little things like that where it's like, let's start to transform Waldo and build Waldo. So take Waldo a, a step deeper And this is Waldo's coming out story, you know? And Mm -hmm. so now this is like, he's lost, he's found himself and he comes out as an open gay individual. And so with that being said, it's his coming out story through the song and it's through Avicii. um, But it was really like that journey of like, how can I portray this in the way that I want to as Todd? Mm -hmm. And Waldo was the answer. Mm. (laughs) That's a good one. You have different things for, and that's, within whenever like my process is a lot of the same just getting really emotionally um representing the song that you're performing and actually one thing that really helps me is that i studied asl years ago wow that's the emotion of Uh the lyrics not only 
what the lyrics are saying, but what the lyrics really mean. Because even mm. to break that down to be able to interpret it into ASL, you have yes. to know the emotion to be able to express yes. that. So that's kind of what I do with my acts and drag is, you know, take the song, break down the emotion and um, involve the audience and have a connection with the audience. Mm -hmm. And hopefully mm -hmm. they get connected too. By using yeah. Language, by using, you know, music and performance as a language to all speak together. Um, but then you also like, I, I think it kind of, you know, depends on the gig. We always, you know, choose like family friendly stuff, but you know, to be honest, like, Doing the hard rock brunch was way different than doing, you know, like a brunch that an all age kids can be at, you know, or yeah. like having a 21 setting and having the venue want you to push that hard, like kind of feeling um, versus being really PG. And we have um, been having to find that middle ground too, especially now with everything that's going on you really do have to mend that gap of you know what now every performance that we do mm -hmm. has to kind of be at least pg it has to be across the board so that mm -hmm. no matter who films it no matter where it, it gets broadcasted whether it's a 21 or old you know older crowd at the time you really yeah. have to be careful in, in yes. what we're performing now and it's important to take that responsibility to be like, you know, this is not what I want to do, but this is what's necessary for now to mend at least that gap to communicate that first step into, you know, this huge conversation that we're always having. But I think it at least, if we are respecting trying to find a middle ground with everybody that's freaking out, it, mm -hmm. it helps if you choose numbers and dance moves and stuff that aren't 21 plus, I guess. Like you can't just go and, you know, grind a pole and, you know. <laughs> you yeah. You yeah, I mean, you want to- You can't do that, you just can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand. Like you want to be appropriate. You want to have fun at like, whoever that might come across. Cause you never know nowadays, like young kids will be on TikTok or who knows what. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you want to be representable so that like maybe someone come across, they'll be like, oh yeah, they're a good example. Not like, oh, don't watch them. Just because right. one exactly. video that you well, did that was- this is what was... I'm talking about. No, you don't want to yeah. be, you know, that guy. We want to be the ones that are like, you know what, this is- Palette. 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 <laughs> not to use words. Um, <laughs> but just to be, you know, a little bit more tasteful to and to um like i said mend that gap of the extremes we don't have to be so extreme about it we can find a middle ground for all of our performances yeah, i agree like, yeah well and i think it, uh, from the foundationally what we're trying to sh demonstrate is that drag is an art and it's an art form and so art mm -hmm. should be celebrated you know, especially amongst future generations, because art is a, a form of expression. And to Cotton and I, it's really important that we're utilizing our drag platforms to inspire artistic expression in others. And whatever that may mean to them, it's so be it, it's theirs. But I, we right. hope we can inspire and be demonstrate, like, you can do this too. If we can do it, you can do it. And nice. um, and it doesn't always have to be so, you know, it's, it's art. And, and right. so really, when you look at it, what is the artistic component of this? Right. And, and art translate is, that. Yeah, and art is, 
evoking an emotional response onto another. And people can, you know, have that um, emotion be fear or have it be um, shock or have it be happiness, have it be joy or, you know, different And drag is using your self persona or persona that you, you've made up to evoke different emotions. But right now we mm -hmm. need to focus on like the emotions of that people can maybe a little bit more understand. Not to say that you can't be extreme um, because artists should have, you know, every um, outlook and every outreach to be able to do what they want to do. But within that evoking a positive reaction and an inspiring reaction out of people. Okay. Now that you guys are working together, um, can you tell us, you know, what is the House of Hottie? So the House of Hottie yeah. is founded, it's a it's a group, we're, it, we're the Hottie brothers. So we're a house of two brothers. We're the founding house. Um, we're not ready for kids yet. We get asked all the time, but we're getting there. We're growing, you know, we're young, we're young dads <laughs> uh, looking for children. But um, right now we're just stabilizing, building our brand. We want to eventually, you know, I think one of the important things is when you become a drag persona, it's really your brand. And so how are you relaying your brand to others and how, what do you want to be recognized or known for? And so, and it's stay in alliance with your brand. And the House of Hottie brand, once again, is really to inspire that artistic expression, but really be, provide a creative safe space for our community, for those who may be considering um, drag or art or, you know, those who represent the gender diverse pop, uh, populations. I think that art um, showcasing drag in this art form, it really allows that safe space for individuals. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, uh, we uh, we host a lot of events. So we have a lot of events that we plug into, we build, um, and we and we're we're shoring up. And so that way, when we do have our kiddos, we'll just have places to plug them into. I want to make sure that if we are leading others, that we're leading them in the right direction. I think it's really important to be prepared um, if you're going to be a, a, a mentor or a role model for uh, someone yeah. to that caliber. Or to that depth, I should say. I have a question because, like, of House of Hottie, right? Um, in drag, is there like a type of like, oh, only for drag kings only or drag queens only? Is the House of uh, Hottie open for any like kings and queens for? Yes, their it's kids? open to both. To answer your question, we would uh, mentor kings and queens. I think wow. that we have enough support around us to help with queens. I think one of the challenges when you are a king mentoring a queen and vice versa, if you're a queen mentoring a king is, mm -hmm. and I think this is one of the things that we see in the drag community is that it's like, I, I don't know if I can offer you enough because I'm not mm. doing a drag king. I'm a drag queen. So I can give you yeah. drag queen tips, but can I actually mentor you as a king? But there's a lot of things that are translatable. I think it's not so much like can it's like being able to be resourceful. So know your resources mm -hmm. and who you can tap mm -hmm. into to help if you need. So for Todd and Cotton, we're close enough with a lot of queens that if we had a queen in our house, that queen would be well cared for and well mentored. So I would be comfortable having a queen in our house. Mm -hmm. uh, Cotton, your thoughts? Yeah. yeah, no, I I think we are open to kings, queens, in betweens. It's about drag performance. Yes. It's about community. First and foremost, it's about community and whether you're 
willing to have the same mindset as we do. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about how lucky we are that we have found each other on the same moral compass. And that's something that we stand strong to. And that's pretty much like the qualifier is to make sure that our morals and our ethics about what we do for drag really mm -hmm. matches up versus how you present yourself. Yes. And that's why it's really important to know your mission, know your internal mission. So Katna and I both have our own defined missions. And then we have a mission for the House of Hottie. And we make sure that we don't deviate from our mission. Mm -hmm. And so there's a clear vision and we stick to it. Because once yeah. you get in drag, you can get... Drag is so broad like the world is your oyster you could go so many different directions it's such a journey and it's easily it's so easy to get lost in it and get distracted and you're like i want to do this i want to do that i want to do that mm -hmm, and you start mm -hmm. to get really disfocused because there's so much and you can achieve it all over time but it's important to remain focused while you're doing that otherwise you're gonna lose you're gonna lose yourself as your brand right. and as your character in it does that make sense in a way yes. like you have to yes yeah how long have um, the House of Hottie been around? Since oh, oh, a year, one a year. year. I was gonna say, yeah, hey, yeah. I think we conceptualized so you... it in March last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So you guys already reached your one-year anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Hey, are <laughs> so you guys exciting. planning to you know expand? I mean, recruiting when you find that person that will. And and to follow up on that, like with recruiting, like is there like a qualification, mm -hmm. like in, of of like being in the part of the house of the hottie? Do they need to be experienced in stage presence? Do they have to be like? Um, can they be just like? Um, oh, I want to do this, and can you guys be my, my mentor and stuff? Yeah, you, I mean, you actually, right now, you don't. Always... Oh, go, go ahead, Cotton. Go ahead. I think, you know, right, when it comes to right now, a year in a house is still very young. We're still building mm. our foundation and still really making sure that we're standing strong in our statements before we take in necessarily anybody else for the house. And it's nothing to do with, it's just that we're still trying to build a good, strong house if we are of gonna course. invite people in to stay. You know, we want to make sure that their guest room is all set up and we've got everything ready for them. But we're so willing to give people advice, like if they were to message us on Instagram or where mm -hmm. to go or, you know, hanging out makeup tips, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, and then I think as far as like the qualifications to get into the House of Hottie, we're still kind of like developing <laughs> um, all of that criteria to really fully join the house, I think, because mm -hmm. we're still building the foundations on it. Would you agree, Todd? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things with houses that are, are important to understand is, first of all, you have to align with the house's mission. And so for us, if someone's going to join our house, they have to be aligned with our mission because our mission is really important to us and other people might have other missions. Um, and then with that being said, uh, you know, I don't think you need experience. I think it's part of the growth process. In fact, the, the person could have never done drag in their entire life. And like, this is their mm -hmm. first time and we just grow yes. up the ground up. But I think because it is a brand, 
And so, you, you know, you have to protect your brand. And so if you bring in someone that you're not aware of, you're just like, hey, join the house and people come in that you have, you're giving them the power to ruin your brand. Yes. Right. And so, yeah. you know, you have to be cautious with your selection. It's just like any employer. It's like you're hiring someone to represent your organization and do the work. But you so you want to make sure you have a good hiring. You want to be a good employee and you're hiring the right people, because if That's you're not correct. hiring the right people for the job, you're not going to get you're not going to be successful in your work, essentially. And so that's where that house selection comes in. Um, granted, once you're a part of the house, you know, there's Todd and I, I'm very, we're human and Tara is human. And so I think if you're going to be a responsible parent, you need to understand that people are going to make mistakes. And just because someone may misstep or misspeak or, you know, you don't, you won't use that against them in the house you use that as growth opportunity hey you know when you said this it did this to our brand moving forward maybe don't do this you know and we you start to build that relationship so over time you're representing it in the correct way it's one thing if someone is being talked to and saying hey you know liam when you said this it was really offensive to our brand and you're like yeah i know and then the next conversation you say the exact same thing again then that becomes an issue because you're starting to exhibit patternistic behavior. You're showing a lack of care and you're disrespecting mm-hmm. the brand. And so uh, there's an element of patience when you're growing in it, just because you may not, maybe do not do the right thing in a house or something shouldn't mean that you get kicked out of the house or anything like that. I mm-hmm. think it's really important to meet people where they're at and grow with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give them chances and opportunity to grow. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to be patient with each other. Yes. yes. <laughs> Do they have to go through the addition of process to you guys? Like once once that house become expanded one day, and um, do they have to go through this additional process with you guys or the interview or anything? Um, yeah. I think we would start to work with them closely and bring them in as like our number one, like we'll invite you to all of our things and we'll see how you do and stuff like that. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you'd necessarily have to audition or interview, you would just more see, we would just kind of bring you into the um, working with us. And then if we work mm-hmm. well together, then we start to have those talks. And I think it becomes more of a natural process. Like, hey, we're thinking about you joining the house. And then you sit down and you have the talk. This is what mm-hmm. it means. Are you willing to commit to this? Mm-hmm. um this is what we're going to need from you you know because we like we want your bio it's because we like to highlight you you know th- so there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that go into that but yeah outside of that i think it's more so getting to know the individual and forming that relationship and before you invite and some and some um individuals you may know and they may want to work independently and never be a part of the house and so mm-hmm. you might work with them quite well but they want to remain independent mm-hmm. um there's others that they don't they they're very selective in their houses as well because they like houses some houses work differently than others they're all unique in their own way and so some Mm -hmm. of them like they will live together like it's an actual drag house like they live together and everyone in that house lives in that drag house so it just it really depends on the house itself how's the process going how is todd coming along Todd is coming along. I love the beard. Todd, Todd grows the fastest beard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How did you both discover Todd and Cotton? And was it like, was it like really awakening moment for you both to get to that area of your life? 
I discovered Todd when I got invited to join the Little City Kings um, in Reno back in 2006. I really wanted to get into uh, Drag Kingdom and my buddies were doing it and they invited me and I, the minute I got on stage, I fell in love. And ever since then, I really um, enjoyed representing Todd. So I did a lot of work with Todd back in 2006 to 2009. Um, but really, and but Todd didn't have Todd Hottie as the, I was known as Todd, people call me Todd. Um, I To the fact where I was out in my work life, people call me Todd instead of my real name. And then yes. when I got back, cause I took a little sabbatical or a hiatus to work on my doctorate. And when I was done with that and I got back into drag, that's when Todd Hottie really was born because I was like, I know I'm Todd, but what's Todd's last name? And I hadn't really thought it through that much. And then it came to me, Todd Hottie. And I then, think I think the hottie came from like when you got your doctor, so like oh now it's Todd Hottie, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Todd Hottie. Yeah. <laughs> but you know some people like to butcher my name. They always are like Hottie Todd or Toddy Hottie or what? They're like Hot Todd. I'm like you can call me whatever you want as long as the word Hot and Todd are in there. We're great. Like <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How about you, Cotton? How how did you discover um Cotton Hottie? Um, so I wanted to be able to do pretty much any act that I wanted, and so I actually kind of uh, took my name off of a play of uh, Courtney the Act or Courtney Act from uh, Drag Race. I kind of took my name from Courtney Act. And I want to be able to get like caught up in any act. I'm really big on like wordplay and camp and comedy and that kind of stuff. So I that's how I kind of came up with the name. Um, and my adaptation came from just kind of drawing in from different like cartoon, I guess, like male personas mm. that I've always kind of wanted to live out, like Johnny yeah. Bravo. Um, I kind of always loved Elvis, as you can tell by mm -hmm. the hair. I love. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so that's how I came up with Cotton, and then it just really just even having the name of it, I can get caught in any situation. Just kind mm -hmm. of it just brings inspiration all the time to me because I can just it's not just one persona that um, I have to focus on. And oh, Cotton want to do that? No, Cotton does everything. You get caught in any act. I, I love it. I, I, I really love Johnny Bravo and Elvis. And <laughs> just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> um, and, you know, Cotton and, Cotton and Todd are glorified fools. You know, Todd, I, my birthday, Todd's birthday is April Fool's Day because he's a fool. But, uh, and Cotton is just a fool. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Todd's, like, beard already there <laughs> oh yeah it does grow sometimes really you do glitter <laughs> oh, you did glitter wow sometimes i do glitter and so yeah so like it was interesting like this weekend i went to a couple events and scott wiener was there and he went we went to one event and i was in full todd face he was there and then we both left that event to go to another event and he did a full change and he dressed up he got into a nicer tux he was showed up in originally in jeans and we, when I came at, I was in, had changed back into Sarah, like I didn't, I had deep bass, so I wasn't taught anymore. And he, we just looked at each other, he's like, wait, you just, I just saw you. And it was just so funny how, I was like, yeah, Todd can shave real quick too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Alrighty, so we hope you enjoyed our episode of our podcast today. Before you go, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, matchatalk underscore podcast. Don't forget our TikTok account. It's matchatalks. All right. We hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>